You're listening to the Pastor to Pastor podcast brought to you by the 6-4 Fellowship, pastors committed to prayer and the ministry of the word. In today's episode, we'll be talking about why we tend to rely more on our own strategies than we do the Holy Spirit and what you can do to change that. Welcome to the Pastor to Pastor podcast with Daniel Henderson. I'm your host, Robert Naughton. Today, one pastor has written in and asked the question, Daniel, in your opinion, why do pastors depend on systems and methodologies instead of the Holy Spirit? Do pastors really do that, Robert? (laughs) Of course they do. Uh, And so it's an insightful question, but why? Why is it we do that? We should know better. Uh, But it is so ingrained into the ministry culture of the day, and it is a bit of a mystery, and more so, it is a significant tragedy. Uh, I want to start with a story that comes to mind uh, in connection with this question. A number of years ago, I received a call from a pastor in the Toronto area. His staff had just read one of my earlier books called Fresh Encounters. Uh, They were going to be attending a conference where I was speaking, and he called and asked if they could have lunch with me. So, Uh, having no particular obligation at the lunch hour. I said, yes. So we went out to a restaurant and he began to tell me about his ministry journey. He'd been there in a suburb. They had relocated. Uh, The church was very small when he came and it was pushing toward 2000, as I recall at the time. And enthusiastically, he was telling me about all kind of the bells and whistles of the ministry. And uh, probably five minutes into his description, he stopped. He began to cry. Alligator tears began coming down his cheeks right there in the restaurant. And I said, what's wrong? He said, "Uh, I I don't know if anything I've done had anything to do with the Holy Spirit. And and I was shocked at his honesty and, of course, felt the sense of heartache that he was communicating. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I have been a prayerless pastor. And if I were to stand before the Lord today with with all this that has been built, I don't know what's going to be wood, hay, and stubble, what's going to be gold, silver, and precious stones. And I said, well, explain to me then the, the progress, the impact that you have just been elaborating on. And he said, it's very simple. I, I knew all the formulas. Uh, he said, I knew the formula for preaching. I knew a formula for leadership. I knew, and I kept learning formulas for leadership and influence. I, I knew all the formulas for relocation, for building programs, building design, youth ministry, children's ministry, you know, uh, uh, music, worship services. He went on and on and on. And he said, but none of these have been birthed in prayer. Uh, The point is, one reason we depend on systems and methodologies more than the Holy Spirit, because it's really easy to do. It's kind of the spirit of the day. Um, I often ask, you know, why is it the early church prayed like they did and we don't? Um, Well, it's because they believe the Holy Spirit was the how-to, and we think the Holy Spirit helps us with our how-to. Um, we, we view him as an app on our phone rather than the operating system. Uh, we think the operating system is the methodologies and systems. And once we get that figured out, well, let's hit our Holy Spirit app and maybe he'll hitch his, his wagon to our train and allow us to be successful at all the clever things that we have come up with. And that frankly, we are able to do apart from the Holy Spirit. Now I would say that this brother in the Toronto area did make an important note. He said, now I did preach God's word and the Holy Spirit always blesses his word. But he said, honestly, Balaam's donkey could have been preaching the word and it still would have bore fruit. 
He said, but as far as my reward is concerned, I was relying on the systems and methodologies. Very easy to do. I mean, let's be honest. The pragmatism of our day says, why should we pray about something for an hour when we can Google it in one minute? And we can get some guy's experience and smart answer and be on our merry way in hopes that this is what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. It's a tragic way to lead, and it's a tragedy for the church. And, and frankly, again, in today's age, with all the tools we have, you can build an ecclesiastical machine apart from the real work of the Holy Spirit, with the exception that, obviously, uh, he blesses his word. And there are, fortunately, some real spirit-sensitive, spirit-filled people in your church who may ultimately, from eternity standpoint, be carrying more of the load than you are as the pastor if you're not a praying leader. But let's dig a little deeper. Let me say this, though. There's nothing wrong with those tools. There's nothing wrong with systems and methods, but there is a difference between using those tools and depending on them. And the acid test of which one you are doing is the prayer level of your life and your church because prayer organically, by definition, is depending on God. So if you have minimal prayer and much methodology, you may have a wake-up call. As Jim Simula says, you don't want to get to heaven and the Lord say, what were you doing down there? You weren't doing what I asked you to do. And so we need to understand the difference between using those tools and depending on them. To dig a little deeper, I think another reason we do it, not only is it just the spirit of the age and the easy thing to do, and not only is it productive and effective at a superficial level, I believe it's rooted in a confused identity. Uh, I believe that a lot of pastors are driven to use systems and methods to validate their existence uh, in comparison to the church down the street, in comparison to the rock stars, in comparison to, to maybe my predecessor, uh, maybe just to try to please the people. I remember sitting at a table with Henry Blackaby one time. We were speaking at a conference in North Carolina, and we were in the green room having lunch, and he reached over and put his hand on mine. He said, you know, Daniel, it's almost like I was talking to Moses. He said, you know, Daniel, after all these years, I've concluded that there are more men in ministry today because of insecurity than calling. And I realize that if we don't have a clear sense of our identity, we are going to be driven to prove something. I write in one of my books, The Deeper Life, I have an old chapter on crafting a biblical identity. But I say we're all either searching for, trying to prove, or confidently living out our identity. Um, I think of the great theologian, Lily Tomlin, who said, I always wanted to be somebody. I should have just been more specific, right? Uh, we're all trying to craft an identity. And our identity has to be rooted in our theology, obviously. We have to understand who we are is not what we do. And, and this is a constant pressure on pastors. I remember sitting down with Leith Anderson doing an interview, and I asked him, what makes ministry harder today than it was 100 years ago? And he, he gave me a fascinating answer, not the one I expected. He said, the hardest thing is that 100 years ago, the only way to compare your pastor with another pastor was to go on vacation. He said, today, every pastor in America is compared against the composite of the best of the best. Uh, they're, they're not as, as, as deep as Alistair Begg. They certainly don't have his accent. Uh, they're not as loving as Charles Stanley. Uh, they're not as creative as Ed Young. They're, they're not as articulate as Andy Stanley. They don't have the hair and teeth of Joel Osteen. And so, you know, we just feel like a dud before we get started. The point is, 
If you don't know who you are in Christ and you're not ministering out of a secure sense of identity, you are going to be driven to try to prove something all the time. And I think that's another reason why we rely on systems and methods. It's for self-validation in order to really become somebody rather than living out who we already are in Jesus. Uh, Again, another one is just the sense of what our calling really is. And I'll just say this briefly. We talk about it a lot in Old Paths, New Power. We are in the the ultimate uh, society of productivity. Uh, We are an achievement-oriented society. And um, people are expecting you to achieve as a pastor. Uh, But again, I often say, and I'm reminded myself, that New Testament ministry is not achieved, it is received. And so again, if I'm an achiever, I've got to select systems and methods to enable my achievement in order to be validated. But if ministry is received, then I've got to spend substantive time personally with my leaders, with my church, receiving from the Lord what He wants to do so that I can minister those things out of a clear sense of security and identity for the glory of Christ. And there is a world of difference. I would just say this finally, Robert. I I think one reason we depend on systems and methods is we've got our eyes on the wrong scoreboard. Um, Again, as this pastor in Toronto admitted, when I stand before God, I don't know what's wood, hay, and stubble, what's gold and silver and precious stones. We will someday be evaluated by an eternal scoreboard that is not going to be in any way tainted by the number of programs we produce, the, the number of seats that were in our auditorium, the number of books we wrote, all these little measurements that we create. The scoreboard is not dialed into that. If you look at 1 Corinthians, we will be tried as by fire based upon the sort of ministry, not necessarily the size of ministry. So it's not just what we accomplish using the systems and methods. It is who we do it for and why we do it. And the reality is we need to keep our eyes on the eternal scoreboard where we have a perfect scorekeeper who knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows the intentions of our heart. He never misses a call. He never misses a Christ-honoring call. And what I mean by that, obviously, as we say from the Scripture, a cup of cold water in Jesus' name, and his scoreboard is permanent, perfect, and eternal. And so I think we depend on systems uh, simply because we, uh, again, can. It's easy to do. It's the spirit of the age. I think it's often rooted in a flawed sense of identity. I think we have misunderstood what our real calling is, which is to receive ministry before we can achieve ministry. And I think it's because we have our eyes on all that glitters, the earthly scoreboards that are everywhere you look, social media, magazines, church growth materials, rather than the scoreboard of the eternal one who is looking at why we do what we do, who we do it for, and ultimately how we did it. Did we do it according to the biblical game plan and ultimately for the glory of Jesus Christ? Well, thank you, Daniel, and thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe to receive these on iTunes or at our website, 64fellowship.com. There you can also explore many other great resources on how to excel in prayer and the ministry of God's Word. You can also find out about our pastoral coaching opportunities with Daniel Henderson. If you have a question you'd like us to address, please email that to us at info at 64fellowship.com. Once again, I'm your host, Robert Naughton. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.